0: Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 571 for the 27th of Sivan in a regular year. So my mother has made an observation that often when she'll buy a present for my little nephews in Israel who are quite young, uh, then they often like the box better than the toy and they'll play with the box a lot more than the toy. And so, you know, this is kind of a funny thing that many people have noticed. You may have noticed this as well. And today we're actually going to talk about that. Why that is. Why do kids like the box better than the toy? Why is it that if you were to show a child a $100 bill or a piece of chocolate cake and present these as kind of like two options, then most likely they will buy that chocolate cake without, you know, even though that $100 bill can buy lots of chocolate cake, right? So what's this all about? So at first glance, you know, it might just sound really obvious, like, well, yeah, because kids don't know any better or whatever, but why not? Why don't kids know any better? And what's, what is the connection? What's actually going on in a technical level here? So that's what we're going to be talking about today is actually the progression of attributes and behaviors that happen within a person and, um, eventually, today we're going to really focus on the person, the personable aspect of it, and then we'll see how all of this is actually a model, an analogy to help us understand God and how God operates, and how there's this chain of event that events that happens from the mind into the emotions, into the thoughts, into the into speech, and then eventually into action, and that this is a, something that is comes into play in pretty much every single activity that we do uh, every single emotion that we have every single thought that we have it's coming from somewhere and so today we're really going to map out that process and what that process looks like and to do so we're going to start our discussion and really focus our discussion around the very first attribute the uh in the uh the map of the attributes that's given, you know, often referenced in Kabbalah and Hasidus, namely the attribute of Chokhmah, the attribute of wisdom, and how wisdom is often called Reshit. It's called like the first or like the head of all of the other attributes. And we're gonna talk about why that is and how that really manifests in terms of the fact that Rishit, that Chokhmah is really this pr- primary attribute and that everything really comes from there. And then as we'll see, mostly tomorrow, Um, Where this discussion is really going to lead us to is to really understand the loftiness of God and how, you know, speaking about this idea of against empathy yesterday, how we think even though we have these like anthropomorphic ideas about God, ultimately God's traits and our traits are really so, so far removed from one another. So this is really manifests when it comes to um when we talk about this discussion of chokma of wisdom which is the highest of all human attributes and it's like the loftiest of all human attributes and tomorrow we'll see you know how incomparable our most lofty attribute is and even this even supernal attribute of Chokhmah is to God Himself. So we'll get into that tomorrow. But for today, we're really going to talk about, you know, mostly this attribute of Chokhmah and uh, where how that trickles down into all of the other rest of who we are. So the reason why the attribute begins, he says that he's going to focus on wisdom on Chachmah is because this is like it's called Chochmah is called Reshit. Chochmah is called the first one. Because truly it is the beginning. It is the beginning of all and it's the source of the vitality in all of created beings. Because it's from this Chochmah that and from here on I'm gonna call it Chachmah instead of wisdom because it, it the the translations are not totally accurate. They're the, the Hebrew the English translations of these words is are always a little bit lacking. So we're gonna call it Chochma. So chma chokma is the beginning. Chochma is the head of all of the other attributes. And indeed we know that from Chochmah, this is, is is drawn down, bina and das. So there's a progressive like uh, order to things. It's not random. It's not when we look at these different attributes, it's not like they're not sporadic. There's a progression. So you have chokma and then from chokma comes bina and from ch- bina comes dot. And from the das come all the other attributes in the rational soul in what's called the nefesh hamisakelit. For example, Malchut gives some examples. He says, for example, love and Hased and rachamim, and all these different things like kindness and compassion. Any attribute that you can think of, they, they originally stem from the mind. So originally from chokma, which goes trickles down into bina and then das, and then from das. Das is like the origin of all of the emotive attributes. So we've talked about this previously in the Tanya, how Das is that connecting force between the mind and the emotions. And so now the ultra ultraviolet is going to hone in on Das now. And he says that we can actually see this in a tangible way. So he says that like when you look at a child, for example, who doesn't have a lot, lot of Das. So again, what is Das? Das is like this idea of like really knowing something in a, in a true and solid way. Like you don't just know it theoretically, but you know it in a way that like seeps into you. So we know children, little children don't really have this so much. Like they're just starting to become aware of their surroundings. They don't have a strong awareness of the meaning of things, the deeper meaning of things. So we see with a small child that he doesn't have a lot of das. the small child. And thus we see that often children get very angry, angry, right? Like that they're, and they're very, um, Aggressive. So there's like the terrible twos people talk about You see these little kids that are going around like t- throwing temple tr- temper cha- tantrums and stuff like that. So why are they doing that? The ultra rubber is saying it's because they don't have strong das, And so thus, because their DOS isn't strong, their other emotive attributes aren't yet totally developed. And so also we see this in the Fox that they love very small things. Like they're, they're petty, kind of like they, they don't, um, that that we shouldn't really like so this is you know going back to that example that we gave in the introduction about buying a child uh you know a really expensive toy and then they end up playing with the box and why that is so the ultra bar says that that this actually makes a lot of sense this is because they don't have DOS. so they don't have an understanding like a deep awareness of the meaning of things to be able to appreciate things that you should appreciate things that you should love um because the love is in accordance with the das. Like everything is interrelated. So there's a connection between all of these things. And so now the ultraviolet goes on and he says that from these different, so now now we're in the midos. So we see that we started in, in the brain, then we got into the midos, the emotive attributes. And once we're in the midos, then from these midos, there's a progression as well that comes from there as well. This is where the what's drawn down from there are the the words and letters of thought that are in the thinking mind, the thinking soul about those things that they love or how to go about activating kindness or compassion or any other attribute. So it's like, okay, it's one thing to have these attributes, like to feel a sense of love or to feel a sense of kindness. And then it's another thing to think about, okay, how am I going to actualize these things? So the ultra says, he says that Really, if you think about it, it's like every single thought in the world within that thought is contained a certain attribute, a certain emotion that leads that person to think of certain things. So our thoughts are not random. We're not just like attacked with random thoughts from nowhere. The, we think certain, in certain ways in accordance with who we are, with our personalities, with uh, how we're feeling. There's a connection between these things. And not only that but the the um, the feeling is the instigator it's the vitality of the thought itself so this is perhaps leading to another tangent that maybe I'll devote another episode to but this is something that uh, Jonathan Haidt talks about quite a bit he wrote a really good book called the righteous mind which I would highly recommend which talks about this whole idea this really points to this idea that people tend to think of themselves as rational beings we all like to think of ourselves as making decisions out of pure rationality that our morality comes from a rational place and what he really Shows us in the book is that this isn't true at all. And in fact, our morality is coming very much from an emotional place. And that what happens is that we feel certain things and then we rationalize those feelings. And that becomes our thoughts. So this is what the Alzheimer is saying here. He says that you have the mind, like you have the basic intellect, then you have that translates into emotions and and different personality attributes and this in turn translates into actual concrete thoughts and then from these concrete thoughts now we're going to the next level this is drawn down into letters and of speech which is uh, and 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 speech comes from thought and that the the vitality of the speech is the thought itself and then from the speech this leads to action for example, like, which for example, like, let's say if we're talking about like the attribute of chasad, like we're starting with that attribute of kindness. So how does this trickle down? It trickles down first into thinking about the kindness, then into maybe like speaking about it, even to yourself as a form of speaking, even if it's, it's kind of, you know, planning it out or whatever. And then that leads to the actual action of giving charity or being generous and, and giving and that kind of thing. So for example, Like, uh, the altar gives this example, like, let's say you would have a king who would command his servants to, uh, to, to give charity. So we see that this is how, this is the connection between the speech and the action, that it's the speech of the king that is leading to the action of his servants to give. And so too with a person that a person, like whenever we do any kind of action, so, there's a power that's infused within this action and a vitality that's infused within this action and this vitality that's infused within the action that a person does is like nothingness it's 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 like not compared to the the vitality that's within the speech of a person so the point that the ultra bit is bringing out here is that just to show again this uh progressive level from. Thought to speech to action. That like, if you look at when when we do things here in the world, it's a lot easier to imagine a person doing something in like a mindless kind of way. Like you know, like think about when you wake up in the morning, you brush your teeth. Like, do you even remember brushing your teeth? Like sometimes we're just in such a haze, and we just you walk from one room to another. Even the motion of walking, we don't think to ourselves like like how put one foot in front of the other in order to walk. It's a lot of the things we do are very automated versus when we speak, it's a lot more conscious. You need to be a lot more present when you're speaking, right? So this is showing again, this progression of vitality from the, from the different levels all the way until we get to action. And then the ultra, it likens this to, uh, to the muscle, to the metaphor of a body and a soul, That when we think about action as compared to speech, then it's like as if the action is the body and the speech is the soul. So that's like the comparison he makes. And then he says that we could also think about this, like when we think about now we're going up, we're we're starting from downwards up, that when we think about speech in comparison to thought, so we can think of the speech now is the body and the letters of thought are the soul. And then we can think about, okay, now go up next level is that then we have the letters of the thought and then above that is the emotion that's vested within the those letters of thought so it's those emotions are like the soul in this case the emotions are giving the vitality to the letters of thought and then then we go back and now we're in the emotion world right and then in comparison to the emotion in comparison to the das, like the the mind that um that it that's getting it's it, it's getting its vitality from the minds right we said that all the emotions all the attributes that we have come from our minds this is like again so it's like in this case the mind is the soul and the emotions are the body so it's like this relativistic metaphor of like what is the body what is the soul it keeps changing as we go higher and higher depending on what level we're looking at and so all of this is to show us that really the source of all of it, like when we go back further and further enough, like we go from action to speech to thought to emotion to mind, then the very, very first point, the top point for all created beings is this Chokma. Chokma, which is the beginning. It's the head, and it's the source of all of vitality throughout the entire body. So this is where the Altar Rebbe leaves us off today, and tomorrow he's going to get into Hashem's Chochmah, and he's going to talk about how, for Hashem, it's totally different and show us the contrast, because really the takeaway, so I know there was a lot there in that whole map that I just gave you, but the takeaway from it all is really to show us the limited and progressive nature of all of these things and how self-referential we are based on who we are as people whether it's due to our experiences or whether it's due to our upbringing or whether it's due to our DNA or whatever it is it's like any type any action we do any speech we have any thought we have any emotion we have or even any like intelligence that we have is really limited in its scope scope that any knowledge we have any understanding we have it's it's limited and based on us space whether it's based on our dna whether it's based on our experiences whether it's based on our par- parents and our upbringing on all of that stuff it's extremely limited to who we are so when we think about god and when we think about god's attributes and we call god by these different names and we refer to him in this these different ways we shouldn't think god forbid like we shouldn't be so egotistical to to think that god's attributes are just like our own that it's like when we feel a sense of kindness oh, that's like how God feels kindness. So this is going back to that against empathy point is that really, well, yes, empathy is a good thing. Sometimes, you know, there are times when it can be extremely limited because God's kindness is not our kindness. And what we think of as kindness is not it's, it's very, it's not God's kindness. God's kindness is way, way greater than that to an infinite degree. When we think of wisdom, our wisdom, what we, our conception of wisdom is not God's wisdom. It's a, we have a very limited understanding of what wisdom is. Like, just like, I guess a, a good way that you can think about this is like, if you go back to that example of the, of the little kid that you give the present to. So for the kid, if you buy them an expensive $100 toy, let's say to the kid, the box is more valuable, but we see it from the outside and we're much higher and we're like that box is like cost like two cents and really the valuable thing is the toy like the, the child if, if we just go based on the child's logic and the child's understanding of the world we see how limited that is and how silly it is in comparison to what we really see what we really know due to our much more developed understanding and knowledge of the world and so when it comes to god in comparison to us it's like it's it's like an even crazier comparison like it does not even Us to the child is like nothing in comparison to us versus God. So that's it for today. And tomorrow we will continue along these lines when we get into what is Hashem's Chochmah in that case. So how can we relate to it? And what does it mean? So stay tuned for that. And I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast, hosted by Sareed Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Abraham Yitzchak Ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana.